Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. This is the AEW Double or Nothing Review Show. And of course, it wouldn't be a review show and it wouldn't be AEW without my quarter of the trios that we have on the show and our AEW guru, our dynamite man, Day DMD. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Afternoon, mate. Yeah, really good. Really good. Good, good. good. Right. Let's get straight down to it. Double or nothing uh, was last night or this morning, if, if it was me or you when we was watching yeah. it. Um, so the buy-in was Hardys um, and Hook against Ethan Page and Co. If the Hardys and that won, they would get Ethan Page's contract. Um, good opener, a good well, a fairly good opener for me. Um, some nice spots. Little bit. I don't know if Jeff got injured, but there was looks like something maybe may have tweaked his knee. It kind of hampered him doing the whisper in the wind when he fell off the ropes. Yeah, I was a little bit worried at that point uh, of the match. Um, end of the match saw um, Ethan tape out to Red Rum from Hook, um, but just I think it was just a solid way to open up the show. The Hardys would give again a kind of a lackluster crowd until the end, really. Yeah, um, I was going to mention the crowd. Yeah, um, obviously the Hardys coming out obviously gets a good pop, um, but a, a generally decent start before the show. Do you think? <clears throat> Yeah, it was fine. I'm I'm a little bit concerned about Jeff Hardy in general. Um, I don't know if all the the years and the bumps are kind of taking the toll on him now. He just yeah. didn't look very comfortable at all um, yeah. in his movements, even prior to that happening. Yeah. Um, I know they talked about one last run in the past when they kind of went to AEW. Yeah. Um, to capture the tag titles and. Maybe that's still the plan, um, but I don't think he's got too long left, unfortunately, um, going off last night. But as you say, decent enough match, got the crowd pumped, got, got him started. Um, the Hardy music will always do that, won't it, yeah. when that comes on? The, over the, yeah, sound system. Yeah, it, yeah, a, a decent, a decent opening to, to, to the pay-per-view uh, before it went on, or the buy-in before it went on there. And as usual, how many times I say this, AEW starts with our good mate Orange uh, yep. in the 21-man casino, uh, Blackjack, sorry, uh, a battle royal. This was a fantastic start. To the oh, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you've said that because <laughs> I, I'm generally battle royals. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, I've always loved the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But battle royals so often they seem, you know, like you just get cheap eliminations. Yeah. And, you know, this was great. So, whoever kind of the producers or put this mm-hmm. match together and collaborated on it, this was probably the best battle royal I've seen for a long, long time. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. I thought it was great. The, the only thing that baffled me a little bit was you, you had to get in the ring before you start. And obviously, there was a yeah. couple that was waiting out. I think it was Swerve, was one of them, was just waiting and waiting and cutting yeah. the page. That was the only thing that threw me a bit, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, the battle, it was chaos, as you would expect from a, a battle royal, uh, but it was a really, really good opening for me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The surprising thing for me was Orange uh, retaining. I, I said to you yesterday, I think Orange's luck is going to run out, and I think I predicted Jay Wyatt to, to yeah. play with it, and he, he was close. Um, but the, the ending came, I think it was Swerve and Orange that was left. They were battling on the outside. There was loads of elimination. We could go through them or we'd be here all day. Um, I, I did like the ending just because it was, um, they, they were obviously fighting on the, um, the ring apron and Orange hits the move. And he does that little kick to the ropes to knock Swerve off. Yeah, uh, yeah. To win it, which was the uh, one of his little tap kicks that he does. I thought it was fantastic. But um, a really, really good opening. And now it would be interesting to see... Uh, you could look at those, uh, quite a few of them in there and see now you can pick out a few feuds. And Ricky Starks uh, eliminated, I think, both Juice and... And Jay White. And then they attacked him again. Uh, yeah. And then afterwards, he had an interview a bit later on. And who come to his aid? Uh, FTR. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. Yeah. So really fun opening, crazy battle royal. 
Uh, and I was just a little bit surprised, but he survived again. <laughs> yeah, I predicted uh, after yeah. deliberation, I did predict that Orange would do yeah. it, and I just thought they way the way they did it, the match really we swerved because they had a few minutes yeah. uh, at the end. That was great. Swerve is going to be a megastar, I think. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm glad it was him that was in the final two. Um, but again, you know, Cassidy just finds new ways to entertain. Or yeah. to win matches or to survive. Um, and the, the longer this goes on, the more I'm enjoying it. To be honest, Cass, Cassidy's it's run. I think you you feel a bit like that, don't you? Yeah, you know, I, I said to you, on, I think I said on the, on the review, uh, the predictions, that I wasn't necessarily a fan of it. I felt we was a bit too comedy, comedic, sorry, at the start. Yeah. But I'm growing to love it because I think they're just giving him the opportunity as well. And, and that's the thing. Like Tony Khan obviously yeah. trusts him. Um, you know, to do what he does. And, and and now you, and also because you're getting to see that serious side of him, that he can wrestle when he needs to wrestle. He's not just yeah. a hands in the pockets type of job and, and he tries to be super cool and all of that stuff. So he does get a good opportunity. And he's now, if you include the 21, he's now something like 44 and 0 in, in yeah. title defense. <laughs> yeah, cumulative. I think Swerve is going to probably be the, the feud maybe going out of this. <clears throat> yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. And and I think because of the such a good job Cassidy's done at elevating the title, like you said on the review yeah. show, whoever beats him, that's going to be a really big deal now. Yeah. You know, um, he's, he's brought prestige to that title. Yeah. I mean, Pac was a good champion to begin yes. with, but Orange Cassidy with this longer run and weekly yeah. defensives uh, has just built it up to, to, as I say, more important to me than the TNT title at the minute. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, Swerve could be the one. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a programme with Swerve and Orange, definitely. Yeah, let's have a look at, well, Wednesday, well, I suppose we'll start to see the fallout. Maybe as we move into Collision, we'll know a bit more. But uh, it was a good start. Um, yeah. The second match for me, I, I have to say before I start, I had high hopes. Jericho and Adam Cole. Um, I was have to talk about this. It. Sorry, yeah. This... This one was a real letdown for me. Uh, Jericho and Adam Cole, um, you know, obviously they had Sabu come out. They basically just cleared everyone out near enough straight away, which I didn't have a problem with Sabu done one of the worst table dives I've ever seen in my life, but he was wearing a suit for Christ's sake. So perhaps he should have come out wearing his usual attire. Um, so they cleared the ring. They had a, I just felt the match was, you know, when we're saying about, we have to be careful with Adam Cole. Uh, and I think, Oh. It was just too safe. Like, I expected more from an unsanctioned match. And obviously, we had a Brick Baker come in. We had Soraya come in. And, and we'll talk about that, what's following on uh, in a minute. Um, and then the ending was referee stoppage, which to me, you shouldn't get in an unsanctioned... I, I don't know. Anyway, my point of view, I had real high hopes for this. Adam Cole gets the win. Referee stoppage. He was punch, basically just punching Jericho in the head. Uh, and I think it was, was it Albury that stopped? Was it Albury the ref on this one? Um, um, oh yeah, I think it was. Think it was yeah, and she, um, she, she stopped it. Uh, Adam Cole wins, but it, it just would, it should have been a lot more. Do you think they played it too safe? <clears throat> Mate, I, I am one of the most positive AEW fans you will find. I yeah, always try yeah. and find, find something good in, in everything, even yeah. if something doesn't quite land. Mm. I don't swear on this podcast very often. No. <laughs> this was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> I can't. I, I'm so angry. Okay? I'm really pissed <laughs> off about it because yeah. I was confident that the Sabu, the Sabu stuff would make sense. Yeah, and it makes even less sense now. Um, yeah. So an unsanctioned match, AEW aren't kind of um, taking any responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. So if you've got an enforcer, surely that is somebody that both participants agree on. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, was it? It was just. He was he was with um, Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, he didn't enforce anything. No. He just did a few spots at the start, and then they all disappeared. Yeah, the finish for me is unforgivable. How can how can you have a match where it's unsanctioned and yeah. AEW, as I say, they aren't going to take responsibility to it? It's yeah. all, it's on the wrestlers. How can an AEW official then stop the match when no. they? I just, it blew my mind, this did. And it, it made me so angry because as much positive stuff as they do and as much good yeah. stuff was on this card, it's the stuff yeah. like that that people will cling on to yeah, and, and kind of criticise. So yeah. it, it, it upset me. But And as you say, in terms of playing it safe, 
why on earth are they booking Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match anyway when he's come back from a concussion? They, they've booked him into a hole. And yeah, there was one spot where Jericho threw a chair at him and he got his hands up and blocked it. But I'm just like a bloke that's come back from what he's come back from. Yeah. Shouldn't be having a steel chair thrown at him in one of his first matches back. So Do you think it would have been better if they had sort of done maybe if and, and I know you mentioned on the review that you'd hoping it was a one match, one shot match and Adam Cole would go on. Do you think if they were planning this unsanctioned match, it may have been better to have done like a free match series? Maybe yeah, Jericho to sneak a win in the first one, or Adam Cole wins the first one, Jericho sneaks the second one, and then they go to the unsanctioned match because Adam Cole has a bit more time in the ring before you throw him into a match where, like you say, he's literally just come back from these severe concussions that, uh, and especially in a match where anything really does go, you're, the risk becomes so much bigger. So do you think a free match series or a couple of match series might have been better than throwing them straight into this unsanctioned yeah. match? <clears throat> I even think they could have just done a tag match. They could have done Roderick Strong and mm. Adam Cole against Jericho and Garcia. You yeah. could get Cole picking up the win on Garcia, or yeah. you could get Jericho picking up the win over Strong after Strong yeah. beat him on Dynamite. And you can yeah. extend the feud like that. You know, um, you can lead to the one on one match or a stipulation match. Yeah. This obviously isn't over. No. Um, but after that, it's just left such a bad taste in my mouth. I wish it was over. You know, I yeah. wish Adam Cole could just move on to something b- bigger and better now. And I was very complimentary about Jericho the other day, but. Mm. You know, this, as you may perhaps can tell, this annoyed me greatly. Yeah, no, I was, I was really underwhelmed. I was expecting, yeah. I don't know, maybe I was, maybe I was expecting too much. I don't know, but like you said, this this isn't finished now. So following on from yeah. this match, and it was announced a bit later on in the show that, uh, so we said Britt Baker come out, she hit Jericho with some kendo sticks. Uh, Soraya come out, Britt hit her with some kendo sticks. And it's now made a match for Wednesday on Dynamite, which is going to be the mixed tag match. I mean, could that could that have been on double or nothing? You know, could that mixed tag match be on? That would have made sense after Soraya, you know, cheated to Brit with a kendo stick. So couldn't they have couldn't they have done that for this? Oh, I don't know, mate. Oh, it made no was, sense. Yeah, it was a bit, of, and I agree. It, it could have been. I think they could have done this match. That or the mixed tag could have been the blow off. Like, yeah, it could have done things leading up. They had the bit where they chained her up, chained her him up, and she got hit. They could have had the following week they come out and and you know got their revenge to lead to lead to the match on Wednesday being yesterday. Yeah, but they didn't. Uh, is it underwhelming? Uh, it was what it was. We're gonna have to just suck that one up as fans and just take it. Um, yeah. Literally, that's all I can say. I'm going <laughs> off my chest. I'm going, going off, off my chest. chest. I'll, I'll go back to normal now. <laughs> yeah. So the next match on the card, um, FTR, Jarrett, and uh, Lethal, uh, yeah. Mark Briscoe referee. Um, <clears throat> in this one, I felt it, I suppose I expect a lot from it just because it's FTR. I expect yeah. probably the well. I, I thought this match was passable to good, but yeah. could have been better. Yeah. Um, and and, that, and again, I suppose that's because uh, you know FTSA, FTR are probably the best tag team in the world. Jeff Jarrett can still go. Lethal's an outstanding talent. Um, it started off really slow, which was cool. No, no problem with that at all. Got nice in the middle. Really good middle part of the match. Um, Aubrey Edwards taking a fucking guitar shot from yeah. Karen Jarrett uh, was amazing. Uh, and to be fair, fair play to her for things. I don't know if that actually obviously like this. The guitar is gimmicked uh, to yeah. a degree if you hit the right area of the guitar with your head. I, yeah. I'm not quite sure that she got the full extent of the gimmicked part of the guitar by the looks of that shot. I could be yeah. wrong. It looked um, pretty stiff, did. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. It looked pretty stiff. Um, it was a lot like Memphis style wrestling on yeah. that. And that come anyway. Aubrey come out to the point where I think they literally had uh, a big two count off of the Doomsday, wasn't it? And then. Uh, yeah. Sanjay Dutt, so but we're getting a bit far ahead of ourselves. Uh, Sanjay Dutt was kind of sent to the back at one point by Briscoe. Um, and then Jarrett actually hit uh, Briscoe with a guitar. Uh, but uh, FDR hit Big Red, that was it, to Jeff. And that's when Aubrey come out. She got the hit with her head with a very stiff-looking <laughs> guitar shot. Um, and then Jeff, then they hit um, 
Did they hit the power drive, wasn't it, by Dax to leave for... Uh, but then he hit him with the belt. That was it. Jarrett hit him with the belt. I'm yeah. looking as I'm noting down. Uh, the stroke to Dax. Briscoe wakes up. It was only a two. And then he goes and tries to hit Briscoe. And he slaps him. And he gets put in big red one, two, three all over. So a bit Memphis-style booking. Uh, yeah, I just probably expected... more. I like match was fine. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Got no complaints. I just probably expected it to be a bit better because of who was in the ring. Yeah, it was like as you say, a Memphis style, They're very TNA as well, a lot yes. of overbooked stuff. And but I, I don't mind that uh, oh. as a standalone on the on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, bit different to everything else on the card. I, I really like Sanjay Dutt. He, I think yeah. he's a great little yes heel manager. <laughs> he was really pissing off Jim Ross. I'm yeah, Jim Ross called him a little jerk, which yeah. popped me. Like I started laughing yeah. when he said that. He said something like, "Get away, you little jerk." Yeah. <laughs> um I, I even like Satnam as well. Um yes. I do like that little faction. Mm. Um but ultimately I'm happy with the results. I'm happy yeah. that FTR hit the finish, yeah. Got the one, two, three, and then they can move on to a different style match with someone like similar like Lucha Brothers or something like that. Well, I think they could have done maybe something different now because yeah. we're talking about like earlier on when Ricky Starks eliminated Juice and, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, uh, Jay White from the, the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Starks had an interview out the back. He was already looking around as if to like, you know, waiting for them to attack him, which they did. FDR come through the curtain, chased them away. So perhaps now we're going to get an FTR Bullet Club Gold feud, which take my money now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. Who who would be Bullet Club's third man, you know, because they they got a lot to choose from, but yeah. If they do a if they do a trios, I mean they could do a, a I suppose they'll need a trios if Starks is getting involved. Um they, well, AEW tend to do stuff that's very deliberate. So the fact that yeah. it was FTR that made the save. Yeah. Usually means that that's going to lead on to a match, or that's going to lead on to some kind of angle. So yeah, yeah, maybe it's a six man next. Well, I'm all for that. I love yeah, yeah. Those get another one of it. Tam, is it Tamatongo? He's a he's a free agent at the minute. Yeah, that one. He's been rumored. Yeah. We're moving to a Forbidden Door, which is the next one, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. I always look forward to that. So perhaps yeah. they bring someone in for that. They build to it maybe because they're always going to come out and they'll announce things as the weeks progress on on Dynamite and and Rampage and and soon to be Collision. So hopefully we'll get a bit more of an insight. But yeah, I'll take any of those. Just give me the (laughs) take my money for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, The next match on the card, uh, Wardlow and Christian. Um, Ladders match uh, for the uh, TNT Championship. Uh, Again, slow start. Um, Wardlow constantly using the strength out of this christian trying to find he's sometimes a sneaky way to win it but he tries to do lots of quite big spots considering christian we know about the 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 injury there was a table spot with luchasaurus where wardlow done a, a swanton bomb it looked like he got more of the second table than he did lucha uh saurus um yeah but, and then they done the, the bit I, I thought was hilarious um not hilarious but really well done because it was a really old school thing to do and the reason why I said it was old school for me to do is when I was watching Night of Champions the other night and Brock had Cody in the Kimura, Cody's head was down by Brock's uh, sort of stomach area. And I was saying, bite him, because that's what yeah. they generally do. And it made me kind of made me chuckle to myself when Luchasaurus had the Arn Anderson in the chokehold and he yeah. bit his thumb. And I know that it was probably a capsule in his mouth to make it look like he'd bit his yeah. thumb. But it was that kind of, made me chuckle for that reason. But it was such an intelligent move from Arn yeah. Anderson. Shows the experience. He bites Luchasaurus's farm. He's he bleeding all over the place. Um, and then he kind of catches Christian off the ladder. And, wow, powerbomb away. Uh, there yeah. was one funny point as well just before that where he tried to climb the broken ladder and the ref was going to come in to hold it up and the fans were booing the shit out of it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got, anyway, they got the ladder in. A big powerbomb. Wardlow retains. Slow start. Accelerated as the match went on. Actually was really... Considering it's two contrasting styles and sometimes the contrasting styles doesn't work. You put Christian in there, he'll make it work. Wardlow is an MVP waiting to happen, in my opinion. The match was better than what I was thinking it was going to be. Wardlow retains, which is good because it gives that TNT title a little bit of prestige now. Someone's holding on to it for more than a week. Yeah, and this this match kind of pleasantly surprised me. It was better than I expected. Um, I was hopeful that it would, 
Mm. But I was apprehensive, as you say, because of the different styles. And yeah. and what's happened with the TNT title as well? I think that's played into it, a little PTSD, mm. you know, thinking that they're just going <laughs> to uh, hot potato the title again. Yeah. We talk in wrestling, or wrestlers talk about it, telling stories. And when I was younger, that didn't always make sense to me. I was yeah. trying to pick up, well, what's the story? Um, I think they've done such a good job with Wardlow yeah. of putting on with him uh, and his story of, of learning and yeah. listening to Arn and taking advice and having him there at ringside to watch his back and yeah. just becoming a, a stronger, more dominant champion, a more intelligent wrestler and a more intelligent performer. Yeah. So I've loved what they've done with Wardlow. Made total sense for him to keep the title. Yeah. Um, this was good. This was good. I was really pleased with this. Yeah, and I think it's obviously we're we're banking on a Wardlow uh, Lucha Soros feud. Yeah, somewhere down the line, probably will continue on uh, this weekend. The funny, the funny chant on that one was turtleneck. Yeah, Christian. yeah. <laughs> so, Christian's <laughs> definitely playing up to that, isn't he? Oh. I think he did it once, and then yeah, you know, there was mutterings about oh, Christian doing a turtleneck, so he's just massively played into it, and that's become his ring gear now. So yeah. that's and, quite and funny as well. It is, and, and that's a nice bit of comedic value to it. But yeah, match exceeded expectations for me. Yeah. Um, really good. Um, okay, so the next match, uh, uh, and again, um was a little bit um we talked about this uh on on the on the uh, preview show with our good friends at honor the elite yeah we said that is jamie hater a cleared or cleared enough to drop the title because she needs maybe six weeks to rehab whether she needs surgery or yeah. needs to rehab the the shoulder injury or are they just going to scratch the match entirely yeah. They didn't scratch the match. Uh, Jamie Hayter was involved uh, in the uh, the women's championship. Um, it took her two goes. The outcasts that have attacked her from the start. Uh, Britt Baker did run out here. Um, they done a little ref bump as well. They kept on doing the turnbuckle pads. Uh, Sheeda come out to take care of Soho. She tried for the Hayter aid. She uses the bad shoulder, got a two. Storm sends her into the exposed uh, turnbuckle, hits Storm Zero and wins fairly quickly. Yeah. That shows me that she wasn't ready to, you know, that they had to take the title off of her. And I think that uh, in the press conference afterwards, Tony Storm kind of alluded to her first run being an interim and she didn't want that bullshit, she said, uh, again. So I'm assuming what was happening here was Hater was... I suppose good to go for the match to get the title offer within five minutes and now has to go away and get surgery or rehab. Yeah, I, I think that's bang on the money. My um I did predict that Tony Storm would win. Yes. But basically because of that, uh, mm. I think prior to the injury, Hater was probably gonna have quite a decent run with the title yes. and perhaps go into all in yes. as the champion. Mm-hmm. Hopefully now she can get the surgery or or get the rehab and get sorted and she can then they can tell a different story and have her trying to win the title back at all in if they if that's the direction they go and she's ready in time yeah. um we didn't have all the other uh you know the thunder rosa stuff that i talked about no. but um i think they did about as well as they could given the situation i don't yes. think jamie hater should have been in the ring but no. Fair play to her. She's kind of took one for the team and she's helped the women's division now move on with a new champion while she's out. Yeah. And I think, I think she won. I suppose part of her wanted to do that because of the whole Thunder Rosa situation. She didn't want to just relinquish the title or having to put it on Tony again as an interim uh, champion. She was like, look, five minutes, let's get it done. Let me put her over so that at least it is a legitimate reign of championship, a legitimate title reign, so to speak. I would say it's exactly that. Obviously, we've got no inside information, but it seemed that she was just doing the professional thing yes. um, for the good of the division, um, yeah. for the, to you know, help Tony Storm as well, who, as you mm-hmm. say, she had that interim run and it was a little mm-hmm. bit... I don't know, it wasn't quite what it should have been. Uh, yeah. And then the, the situation with Thunder Rosa got worse because she was out for longer than anticipated. Yeah. So they haven't got to go through that. There's, yeah. there's a little bit of, uh, it's a bit awkward as well because Britt Baker was the one who was very vocal about that. And and she's obviously very close with Jamie Hayter yeah. in real life as well as in the story. So 
Um, yeah, I, I've kind of got respect for Jamie Hayter that she did this, uh, and I hope that she's back soon. Let's hope that the match didn't ag- re-aggravate or make the injury that she had worse. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully that was it was a safe way of getting it done. Um, my fantasy booking for this one, and I know you still mentioned Thunder Rosa, I had a feeling, just coming to my head, you mentioned Brit. Is it feasible? that Britt wins the title before All In and Jamie Hayter goes against Britt Baker at All In for the title. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that that would be a great match. And it's kind of what we've anticipated for a while and they've teased it a few times yes. and they've fell out a few times. Yeah. They could certainly now move Britt into the title picture. And if there's enough time, I mean, we've got till the end of August for all in. Yes, yeah. So even if they did some kind of tournament and Jamie Hayter ended up winning the tournament, yeah. So they don't actually, you know, they don't. Nobody turn Jamie and Britt. They don't turn on each other or anything. Yeah. It's just happenstance, and they end up in this one-on-one title match at all in. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great as well. I, I've hearing that uh, Gary said this yesterday about Soraya and Jamie. Possibly. Uh, would you need the title in that match? I'm not sure, but um, Britt and Jamie yeah, would be Britt the better Jamie. match for me. My only concern, not necessarily with any match with Soraya in it, but she she's going to need to have some more. I know she's got a match Wednesday, which is a tag match, which is kind of safe, and that's good. Yeah, we You have to take care of these talents. When they've retired and come back, when they've had a serious injuries and they've come back, you do have to take care of them. So you yeah. do have to credit Tony Khan for trying to take care of his talents the best way that he can. I just think that if you're going to Soraya at Wembley, if she's going to have a match, the crowd is going to expect so much. She's going to need to get a good few matches in. We know that there's a stomach issue that she has after the matches where her stomach sort of pops or blows up a little bit. Yeah. So again, you have to take that into consideration, but I think she's going to need a good few matches before all in, if they're going to have, a big time match. And so maybe, you know, they could have put, they, they could do a complete switch and have, uh, you know, that they kick Soraya out of uh, the outcast and bring in Jamie Hayter and then have Soraya, I'm trying to work this out now, <laughs> Soraya and Britt versus Hayter and Stool or something along yeah. those. I don't know. But I, they do have to take care of her during this. And I, and I yeah. think need a few matches before she would have that big one on one blow off at all in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's striking that right balance, isn't it? Because we want to see Soraya for years to come in AEW, and we want to see because she's she is a super a mega star, you know, in the division. Um, but we don't. And Zach, when we spoke to her brother, he he was very much of the same opinion. You know that it's got to be a steady thing. She won't be wrestling every week and taking those risks. Um. I, I like the outcasts and I like what they've done with the three of them. So there's definitely some six person matches that will be on the horizon. Um, Ooh, because we now know that a sneaky fucker had his visa before he come on and spoke to us. Yeah. He now going to be a part of all in uh, with Soraya to do. They then say, I don't know, Adam Cole, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Zach Zodiac, Soraya and Tony Storm. Yeah. I'd be down for that. And, Apparently, I don't know if Zach said that he didn't tell us, but I, no. I saw it in the in the dirt sheet somewhere that Tony Khan had guaranteed yeah. him at least a, a, a trial. dark match. Yes, or a trial. So so. I had said that in an interview. Yeah, so that is potentially again, which is feeding nicely into. And I know when we've talked to other stars, we talked to Millie McKenzie, and and she said, "Look, the fans are going to want to see the AEW talent, and mm. you know it'd be great if some British stars can get on." Yeah. Um, but Zach Zodiac, his story, and maybe we're a little bit uh, biased. biased because we speak to him <laughs> yeah. and we've had him on the show. And he's, <clears throat> he loves wrestling as much as he does. Yeah, but you don't have to do much in terms. That story tells itself. You know, all the like times he was rejected by the WWE, his sister's success. Now he's there for her and hit her corner, but he still mm-hmm. hasn't got that big contract or that big break. Yeah, man, that that'd be some awesome stuff if uh, if it led to him and his sister teaming yeah. at Wembley. That'd be yeah. incredible. That'd be and incredible. The AEW fan base would one hundred percent get behind that. 
Absolutely. And look, you know, at the end of the day, we wish Zach well. We know he's going crazy. I mean, he's here, there and everywhere. Yes. I re- if there's anyone more ever deserving, and we, again, you can say that we're biased because he's had he was good enough to come on the show for us. He was good enough to talk to us about his story. But when you listen to a story like that and you think if there's anyone that deserves the opportunity just on the story alone, regardless of the personal stuff, because he said there was personal stuff. There's a lots of stuff that's gone on. Yeah, even outside of his, which we don't talk about because it's not our business. Yeah, for the story that he's told, wrestling wise, yeah, it deserves that fairy tale ending of that contract, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah. And there's, I've never spoke to anybody. I thought we loved wrestling, but that guy, man, he's just he, he bleeds. just <laughs> live bleeds. Yeah, it, literally. It, yeah, man. So if they can incorporate him into this storyline and do something at Wembley, that'd be that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, it would be. Uh, let's move on. Uh, House of Black. We would, didn't know whether this was a bloody buy-in match, if it was a pay-per-view match. Yeah. It was a pay-per-view. Uh, open challenge, which we already kind of knew was going to be answered by the acclaim because they'd already put it out there. We wondered whether Max Caster was going to bring something up on, on his rap. He didn't um, disappoint. And boy, did he, <laughs> did he not disappoint saying that um, Buddy Matthews was being cucked by uh, Dominic, a boy named Dominic. Um, yeah. <laughs> how they kept their straight faces. Uh, I think Brody King mouthed something to him. And that yeah. Was, he was standing there all big and, you know, Buddy Matthews is now a fridge, you know, of, of, yeah. of, of a guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, they didn't show the Malachi Black one when he mentioned about his pain. They, he was he was off of that. But then they done Brody Lee about being someone off of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, it's a Malachi Black, and then they hit Buddy with the line that we was all waiting for. We just didn't know how he was going to incorporate it. Yeah, uh, Jesus, did he deliver? Um, <laughs> it was like a longer rap, wasn't it? It was like a two verser. Yeah, it <laughs> was. We normally get only one verse from Caster, but he gave us a two. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, this match, I like this. Um, and the reason why I liked it was really old school style. Um, they cut off the ring for Bowens for so much of this match that he yeah. was literally. It was an old school tag team style match. It was building towards what, what our friends Beers and Beatdowns have said uh, from a tag team. It was building towards a hot tag, telling the story yeah. of that hot tag. Um, after a long, it seemed like 10, 15 minutes um, of beating down the bones, he eventually got a tag. They'd done things where they were knocking them off the apron. And there was, there was, there was no additional rules either because they said they didn't want any rules and additional dealer's choice or whatever it was, rules that they can, you know, they can announce that they want something else. Yeah, Claim didn't want it. Um, and then, anyway, they, it was a long drawn out match before Bowen's got the hot tag. They managed to get the, the hot tag. I think it was the daddy ass at the time. Um, this was where the crowd started perking up a little bit, I would say. Mm. It would have been quite dead for the majority of this. Once he hit the tag, bang, he got uh, daddy ass in. He hits a famous, uh, he two famouses even, and then he turns around into black mass. And yep. it's game over. Uh, yep. One, two, three. Uh, uh, the House of Black win. Um, really good old school storytelling in this. Loved it from my point. Of, if you, lo- I'm an old fashioned, but I love yeah. that build up towards the tag and stuff like that. Yeah. Glad that Judy Hart didn't get involved because she didn't need to. Glad that that uh, Billy Gunn took the pin because it keeps the other two strong, which is yep. great. And also great that the House of Black won because I don't want anyone taking that titles off him anytime soon. Yeah, you alluded to a lot of positives from this. Mm. Um, Billy taking the pin was the right thing. And that's what's great about AEW and the way they use their veterans to elevate younger talent and and get younger talent over. They do a very, very good job of that. Um, Did this match need to be on the show? Now, I am disappointed when the trio's titles aren't kind of considered or they're a bit of an afterthought. Um, But they seem to just put it on for the sake of having a match. Yeah. I, I wish they could have done it like a number one contenders match on Dynamite yeah. or something. Yeah. And then the winners face Tessa Black at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Just, just a little element of, of a reason as to why it's on the card. True, yeah, um, true. And also the house rules. I mean, this is a new thing and they're trying to get these differences over. Yeah. They didn't really do anything with a 20 count. No. There was a spot with a rope break, I think, and they, they said no. Yeah. Um. But by not having a special stipulation this early into the new stipulations, it, yeah. it does kind of belittle it a bit. Yeah. So I think they could have they could have just implemented something there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just watching the match, 
as you say, it was great. There's some fantastic wrestlers in the match. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the House of Black. Yeah. I, I'm, I look forward to seeing them week in, week out. So as much as I question whether this really needed to be on the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. in other respects, I'm glad it, I'm glad it was. You know, yeah. just, we're and never I, happy, are we? No, we can never be too happy, can we? That would be, that'd be too bad if we was too happy. Um, we had nothing to talk about. Well, exactly that. Um, <laughs> I think that, um, as you say, the collision uh, split will help these talents that we want to see every week uh, be on every week. Well, similar to what they've done with Orange Cassidy, I, mm. first match pretty much every week, yep. bang, international title. Yep. I would love them to carve some out on collision with House of Black when you yep. know every week on the air or summer, bang, it's House of Black time, trios match, uh, and just showcase what they can do. Uh, they, they can do so many cool finishes as well with the three of them. And, yep. and the fact that the rope breaks is a thing. We can saw something like they did last week where the, all three of them have got a submission yeah. on. Yeah. I love the choke that Brody does when he yes. chokes them over the rope and he just drops them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that they are the champions, that they're featured more and hoping that that continues and we see more and more of them when the new show starts. Definitely. I wholeheartedly agree. I could see him as singles or as tag. Just put them on the bloody card and let yeah, them man. Um, now, the next match. Oh, boy. TBS Championship. Uh, Jade Cargill uh, against Tyre Valkyrie. Tyre can use the road to Valhalla uh, this time. Um, ugh, I, I don't know if this was any better than their last match, to be quite honest with you. Uh, maybe these are just two people that just can't, doesn't, doesn't matter how good they are, it just doesn't work. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, it, it was a back and forth. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I, there was a back and forth bit. There was... Couple of bits and pieces there. Um, I, having said that, and having said, I don't think these two work. I still think it was Jade's best, probably one of her best matches that she's done so far in her young. Uh, yeah. She's only been doing this a couple of years now, so I do you think it was her best match? I just don't think them to work as a yeah. opponents. The end. <clears throat> the end of the match. Uh, Jade Cardgar. She kicks out of Rota Valhalla literally with the last second. And yep. then pump kicks her, hits jaded out, 60 and 0. And then they get on the mic. And when Mark Sterling was on that mic, I re- remembered the conversation that we had yesterday when everyone was talking about Statlander. And you yep. were saying it, Gary was hoping for it. And it delivered. They said, we'll take on anywhere, anyone, any place, any time. Yeah. Bang. Statlander comes out. Now, the thing that surprised me with that was they went straight into a match. I thought it was going to be Statlander's just going to come out and it's going to be... Yeah, same. Straight into a match. Statlander gets the win. She is now the TBS champion, ending Jade Cargill's God knows how long run. Surprising end to the match, but Statlander has always been, in my opinion, the money one out of a lot of the women that they've had on there. It is now her time. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I love this. And we kind of predicted it. We didn't know how it was going to yeah. go down. They set it up nicely because on Rampage a couple of weeks ago, Jay did the same thing where yeah. uh, Sterling come on the mic after the match and she faced yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I think it was when Tyre came out again, was it? A few weeks ago when they set this match up. Yeah. Um, I didn't love this match, as you say. I don't mm. think... Uh, yeah, there's just some, an element, something missing, but... I liked the little German suplex. Yes. You know, when Taya slid under the bottom rope and did the German, I thought that was really a good spot. And there were bits like that. Um, I think Statlander is is absolutely the right person to dethrone Jade. Jade had already had a match and a a fairly long match as well. So it doesn't really weaken her, even though the the streak's over. But that can be a noose around the neck at times, you know, in terms of when you've just got a wrestler that just can't lose. Yeah. Um, So hopefully they can do bigger and better things with Jade. And when she's in these bigger high profile matches, there is we know that she's been pinned now. So we don't automatically think Jade wins. Yeah. Which is every every prediction's prediction we've ever done or spoke about in an aw pay-per-view you just yeah. say jade so now that <laughs> yeah. you know, literally you don't change things you know and, and i hope chris statlander can stay fit and I'd, yes. I'd love to see a rematch me too yeah I, I i hear that she's jade's taking some time off now so okay yeah might be a good time 
rest her up, you know, you know, give her a bit of time off, rest the rest the little nag, nagging little bits you're gonna get. Um and then she AW back. do that, don't they? Yeah. They cycle talent out yeah, and they yeah. give them a break. And then when they come back, it's like a big return again and it's exciting and they're fresh. Exactly that. And they might have, you know, changed their gear or something, yeah. you know, they, they've just made themselves uh yeah. new in some aspect. Yeah. Uh and, and then yeah, when she does return, it will be a big moment for AW. It will be, and it will be good. And it's, 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 it's good to get, get a bit of time off. Uh, yeah. So we, we were talking yesterday. We wasn't sure what was going to main event uh, double or nothing. The semi-main event uh, was actually the Four Pillars match. Um, some really cool entrances on that. Love the entrances. But they were great. Sammy Guevara, congratulations to Tay Conte expecting the baby, which is fantastic news. Loved how they announced that. It was really cool. We said before, in terms of mic work, there's no, there's no, it's MJF. You know, he was the best on the mic. The, the other three can't come close. The This match for me, in terms of, we'll talk about Anarchy and Arena in a minute, but in terms of pure wrestling, there was no, you know, yes, there were Dynamite Diamond Ring was used and all that stuff, but this match for me knocked it out of the park for those three. I'm not necessarily saying I still believe that any of those other three, maybe Derby could be a potential world champion. Yeah, But in terms of this match, it delivered. There was false finishes. There were times when even I was thinking, Jesus, are we sure MJF's going over here? Because there was yeah. there, there was so many type bits and pieces like that. Uh, I think he injured his arm doing the powerbomb. It looked as off the top. It, it, yeah. it was strapped up in the uh, the press conference at the end. Uh, it was up, so that, that we don't know how serious that is. Hopefully, it's not too serious. But he doesn't wrestle too much anyway. So, and he's already said on the press conference he's not doing forbidden door. He's got no interest. He's to drizzling shits, as he called it. Yeah. Um, so uh, he clearly not doing that pay per view, which may or may not be all fine. I mean, I'm supposed you know he didn't do it last year, so there's no. Um, anyway, MJF does get the win with the headlock takeover. It was uh, as uh, on Derby like he did before. But what an amazing match that was. <clears throat> yeah, this, this, we've spoke for <clears throat> weeks now yeah. about this match and it would be great. But it again exceeded my expectations. And mm. what I loved about this, it's kind of, it's kind of raised the bar for this style mm. of match because yeah. historically, when you get a fatal four way, yeah. you, you generally get pairings, you know, mm. and two guys are kind of out the ring for a while and yeah. they're, they're down and then. They incorporated all four of them into so many spots, you know, yeah. whether it was the finishers or the finishers of their mentors or mm-hmm. the submissions, yeah. uh, the, the pinfall attempts, you know, some of those pinfalls and, and near falls were just exceptional. So yeah. I thought this match was was fantastic. It did exactly what it needed to do. MJF ultimately won, and we mm-hmm. were sure that that was the case, but it hit. It has has elevated the other three, shown that they can main event pay per views. Yes. I know they were saying it was a double main event, which yeah. I'm not a fan of that terminology. Right. I, same as WWE with a triple yes. main event. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Great. The main event is the last match. That's it. You might exactly. have you know special matches, stipulation <laughs> yeah. matches, feature matches. Main event is the last match to me. So that exactly. does. I, yeah, I don't accept that. But <laughs> no, um, in terms of it, it could have been on last and main evented. Absolutely no problem. They, they all yeah. held their own in the ring. Um, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in there with the next world title challenger and what the other three do. Exactly that. Um, <laughs> the main event, fucking hell, wow. Jesus Christ, here we go. Okay, uh, the shits hit the fan, uh, as Justin again, was- yeah. Holy shit, this literally, uh, it was carnage, absolute yeah. carnage from the start. So I thought this was absolutely brilliant. I, if people want to slate it, they can. If it's not to their taste, it's not to their taste. I couldn't care less. It may have not necessarily been to my taste, all of it, but I just yeah. it was absolutely brilliant. You yeah. had power drivers on cars. You had exploding super kicks, thumbtacks in the mouth, thumbtacks all over the place. Christ, no, oh, that leaf blower was in there at some point. Yeah. It, Callus was on commentary, so I kind of expected, I knew that the finish was going to happen when he got involved. It was just because yeah. he was there. Um, and then it got to the finish. Kenny finally realised that Callas was there. He kind of had not acknowledged it. Yeah. He was sitting there all day. He acknowledged it. 
And then comes a masked man from out of nowhere, kicks Kenny Omega, takes his mask off. And Dave, who is it? Hester. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, him. Uh, he is, again, they never mentioned. Anyway, the Blackpool Combat Club picked up the win because of that. They didn't yeah. mention that he had joined the Blackpool Combat Club. No, I don't think he has. No, that was a, that was a thing. After the show goes off the air, and this is, I don't know if you've seen this, Kenny Omega gets the microphone. And he basically says, I haven't got many friends in the locker room. So I think I'm going to have to go elsewhere and get a couple of good friends that I know from outside of Adam. Okay. So we're looking at the Ibushi potentially. The, the yeah. Lovers reunite. But Dave, how can we comment on that? It was just absolutely nuts. It was nuts. It was so much fun. It yeah. was. If you love wrestling, man, you you got you can't pan this too much. It's no. like it, it's the opposite to like the Memphis star. I, I know who will pan it. Jim Cornette. Yeah, Cornette. Oh shit on it. it. It's the taster. I mean, the, the what was it? The um, the drop onto the thumbtacks with the bare foot. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, the exploding. I mean, I jumped at the exploding yeah. super kick. The boot. So they rigged yeah. that up. Uh, there were so many. What this reminded me of is when I was a teenager playing wrestling video games, and one year they bought out a SmackDown game, and it was mental. You could go yeah. in the back, you could climb on top of yeah. the stage and on top of the big fist, and you could do mad stuff. You could go outside the arena. This was that. You know, it was just an absolute spectacular. Yeah. Uh, carnage. I don't know, carnage. <laughs> it. I, I don't think anybody was could be disappointed in it if you yeah. like wrestling. It was just so fun. No, you wouldn't want to watch a pay-per-view with six of these on. But no. there's one feature when you just potentially see this match or this match style once a year. Yeah. I didn't expect that they were going to top last year's. And they, oh, they did. did. Oh, I think did. I think this tops last year's. It tops all of the um the ones prior to that, the stadium oh, stampede. Stampede, yeah. I think this. I, I really do think these two last matches have. We watch wrestling for so long, and you think you've seen it all, and yeah. then these two matches are totally. I don't know. I just blow everything out of the water, and yeah. you've got to kind of tip your cap to AEW. Even people that aren't a massive fan of AEW to be able to produce something like this, yeah. so innovative, and you know the story with Takesta at the end and the heel turn, and you know now. Kenny's got to recruit probably a Bushi, as you say, for five on five. I assume blood and guts, but that you kind of think, how can they top this for in the next match? They'll have a job. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how we get there as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if Kenny said that, did he say a couple of friends? Did he? Or did I think he... he said one or two. Yeah, because okay. he was saying he's not, a fr- he's not, he's not got many friends in the locker. Room. I think that was hinting at the issues with Punk and you know the, the divide yeah. that's caused. So yeah, two, maybe one or two. He was saying, I don't know, maybe. I mean, is that, they're only one down though, right? Remember, right? There's, yeah, so it'd be five on five if they get a Bushi in. Maybe they only need one. Yeah, so I, I, I'm so happy for the elite as well. Yeah. I mean, they've taken a lot of shit in the press, yeah. and you know, we've yeah. talked to just incredible and people like that. And there's definitely a divide backstage. Mm-hmm. There's the elite, and there's everybody else from the sound of it. And I absolutely love all four of them, and mm-hmm. I would hate if any of them left AEW. So. To be able to have this kind of match, to have so much input, and in, they they showed that they love wrestling. You know, yeah. they, they, it was just a celebration of craziness and mad wrestling. Wrestling at its best for me. You know, yeah, so fun, so much fun. It was brilliant, and that, yeah, I think those last two matches saved the pay per view a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was say. yeah. It was Definitely. a little bit, you know, it, for me it was like a five or a six, and it went to a seven, close to an eight. Mm. on the back of those two because it, it the crowd didn't help i have to no. say they got up for the ending the ends which is great but throughout the night it, they were just pretty much so I, I gave this i gave it a seven point I, no i'm gonna give it an eight fuck it i'm gonna round it up to an eight yeah if it weren't for those last two it would have got a six or a five <clears throat> yeah i think it was the taylor and jade match i was just looking at the audience and they just i was like come yeah. on yeah. man yeah. i mean yeah. we're uk fans so yeah we set the bar, you know, when it comes to fandom, whether that's football or wrestling, all in is going to be crazy. And regardless of what matches are on the card, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd are going to be shit hot We're gonna all it. night long, and it's going to yeah. be great. So I was disappointed in Las Vegas, to be honest, mm-hmm. in the crowd. Yeah. Um, I thought this the opener was fantastic, the Battle Royal. Yeah. I thought the Chris Statlander stuff was great. I enjoyed the ladder match. I really enjoyed the last two matches. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'm happy. It's probably AEW's weakest offering for a while yeah. as a pay-per-view, as an overall mm-hmm. show. I'm yeah. a kind of eight, eight and a half out yeah. of ten for yeah. this. So I yeah. agree with you. Um, but those last two matches, yeah. you know, I'll go back and watch those two again, definitely, exactly. because they, they were just mental. They were absolutely was. mental. They were crazy. You know, even going back to the fatal four way where they did the Spanish fly to the outside yeah. off the top rope crazy. and he took the other two guys yeah. out. I just loved, I just loved all of the way they incorporated all four of them into the different spots. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Before we go, everybody that watches this show that goes out, it'll probably be out in about an hour or so. Keep your eyes on our social feed in about a couple of hours' time because we are about to announce probably the biggest guest in terms of relevancy, in terms of where this guest is at the moment in time in wrestling. Uh, It's the start of probably a few guests that we've got coming up, but this is going to be probably one of the most exciting ones that we can announce. So keep your eyes on that. In the next few hours. Also, uh, Charles Crowley, uh, British UK independent superstar, is coming to buckle up in July. That has been announced while we've been on air as well. So if you haven't got your tickets, why not? And if just go and get them. Uh, we're looking forward to that. <clears throat> but yeah, keep your eyes peeled on socials in the next few hours for our big guest announcement, um, <clears throat> which will be very good. Uh, and Dave will certainly agree because you know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping very quiet. I'm not. I'm yeah. not great at keeping secrets, no, so I'm anyway. not speaking to anybody. Yeah, I'm well, not saying anything. I'm not hinting at anything. I'm just. No. I'm just really excited at the guests we're having on, and I think yeah. everybody, if you say, watches this show, won't want to miss that one. Exactly that, guys. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to AEW with you as usual. Thanks, you are back with me Wednesday, and me and Andy with Nick Hausman first. That's right. Yeah. Um. Well, Nick Hausman. Um. And then Yestin Reese on the Thursday. Yep. Obviously, we'll cover off AEW's Dynamite on, on Thursday as well, like we normally do. But thank you for your time today, my friend. It's always good to catch up Thanks with you. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure, my friend. Guys, this has been the AEW Double or Nothing Review. I have been your host, Adam Cousins, with my AEW guru, my Dynamite man, Dave, DMD. We will see you again next week. See you later, guys. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.